Hi guys, welcome to Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And I am EJ Kerwin. And as always, we are so happy that you are joining us wherever you're at in your relationship or in your self-growth. Absolutely. And uh, today the episode is called uh, It's a Long Game. It's a long game. It is a long game being in relationship. And um one of the things when we first started doing this, when we first started our business, when we first started working together with couples, was couples really enjoyed when we shared appropriately. You know, Tara, when, yes. when we told a little bit about the struggles we have, how we relate to what they're going through. And so I think this is just sort of a nice return for us to to do a little sharing around the work that it takes over the long term to make your relationship work. I like this. EJ's like, I've got something in my head and I'm like, okay, let's go with it. And, um, you know, we work with many couples in, in various degrees of suffering for many reasons. And somehow I am able to relate to every single one of our couples in some way because of our own unique challenges and amazing things that happen in our relationship. So that is like the really cool thing around our like just being able to understand it and that we're imperfect and that we share our struggles. One of the reasons why we built our center is because we had such a difficult time and we were two trained therapists. <laughs> yeah, so I had a couple come in last night and this is kind of what prompted you know the idea for this. And Oh, I didn't even know this. Yeah. So they came in last night and, you know, they, they went through our program like seven or eight months ago, they finished and they had a great experience. Like it really made some significant shifts in their relationship. Like they are much more connected. They, they discuss uh, difficult topics in a much healthier way. There's much less conflict. Uh, they just have a lot more positive regard for one another. Mm, so nice to hear. But, you know, they, they were coming but, in for a tune-up yeah. and they were just like, you know, there, there's certain problems that they're still struggling with that that it's frustrating because it's still there and they don't know necessarily their way out of it. And they feel like, you know, almost that, you know, we talk sometimes about like surrender uh, with you no know, resignation versus acceptance that they're always sort of teetering between, you know, do I just whatever, you know, I mm -hmm. guess this is just the way it's going to be in this aspect of our relationship or do I accept it's where we are now, but we're still working towards changing it. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of want to share something about us and about, and really about me, I guess. I, you're I, scaring I, me, honey. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you're going to say. Well, I mean, I mean, so you we- look, Just if anyone could see EJ right now, he looks like he has tears in his eyes. No. Okay. That's just me. <laughs> not yet. Not okay. Yet. <laughs> okay. That was that, a false that, assumption, false body reading. Not, okay. that, not that that wouldn't be okay if I did have tears in my eyes, but uh, no, at this okay. point I don't. Okay. Um, so, so we got into, oh gosh, I don't even know what it was. We got in an argument a couple of weeks ago and it was just, it was about me sort of showing up in a way that Tara wants me to show up and it, and, and it had to do with when she gets really stressed out and, uh, me being supportive mm -hmm. and it, it is like something that I, I really want to get better at. 
and that I'm understanding more and more of what my obstacles are to doing it, right? But we continue to hit our heads against that problem, you know, and sometimes, you know, sometimes it won't happen for six weeks, sometimes it won't happen for 10 days, but we continue to hit it and it's just incredibly agitating. I know it's agitating for you. It Yes. Yeah. It's agitating. It's just like you feel a little powerless, like, oh, no matter how many times I say it and how many different ways I say it, like it feels like it's not, you're not understanding what I'm trying to say because what I'm trying to say I feel like is okay, but then maybe you hear it in a way that feels critical. I'm not sure. Yeah. Keep going with it and then I can piggyback more. Well, I mean, so, okay, so there's a sort of the big picture and, and, and little picture of it. So the, the big picture of it is that some of the most significant challenges couples face that we face are things that are really deeply wired into who we are, mm-hmm. right? And that we want change that's like wholesale you know, right angle. We just completely made the change. We're not doing it anymore that way. We found a new way that we do it. And it's just, you know, it's like a new operating system. It's like you took your computer to the store, you, they Mm. put a new operating system. It solved all the old problems and now it just works perfectly. Right. And that's (laughs) what we want. But the reality is, is the changes that we make in our relationship that are, that are the biggest problems, it takes Yes. A long time to make the changes and they happen gradually. So that's that's the macro. The micro in this instance is that like for me, when Tara has these moments where she gets really overwhelmed and the way in which she displays her overwhelm is like, I want to run from it, you know? And what she wants me to do is she wants me to go towards it. You know, she wants me to come in and be comforting and be like, she's described as like the big teddy bear who goes in mm-hmm. and there's something that I have wired in me and, I, and I've gained a deeper understanding of, of why I like literally want to like, I'll be like, okay, well, it's time to scoop the dog's poop. Like I got to go, you know, you know, I'll, I'll find any way to get away from it instead of doing what she needs, Right. Which then just for me adds to my overwhelm when I'm already feeling significantly overwhelmed. And then I get really angry and resentful. Yeah, which which exasperates it, right? So it's, Exactly. And it gets confusing for me because there's the original overwhelm that she had, whether it's about the kids or money or whatever. And, and it looks to me like she's angry at me or I've done something wrong or I just take responsibility for it. And I think, well, obviously I screwed up in something and she's mad at me about it. But then I don't go in towards her and then her frustration and anger is amplified. And then I want to go farther away from her, right? And this is this is the exact opposite of what a supportive, loving relationship is, right? And so- it's so hard. And that's what I'm, what I, you know, what I want to get across to people is that like, and we, you know, again, we're therapists and we understand these things on, you know, mm-hmm. externally sort of when it's happening, though for us even, it's so hard because there's, there's first of all, just even noticing it's happening. I mean, that's my first obstacle. And I think where I'm like getting 
a lot better at right now. And that's like, it's, that's so like encouraging and discouraging. It's like, oh, I'm freaking like 48, 49 years old. And I'm like, and I'm just figuring out how to be tolerant of the person I love's negative emotions, right? Like, I'm just noticing that I'm, that it's not just all about her or it's not just that I have another task I have to do, that mm. it's actually my discomfort, you know? So there's like identifying like, okay, this is happening. And then I got to figure out like, okay, then how do I go forward? You know, how do I move towards her in those moments? Yeah. I mean, and I think everybody is so different because when people are experiencing negative emotions, whether it's anger, frustration, jealousy, stress, you name it, everybody has different needs. And I am my own unique individual makeup who also, right? And and this is another podcast I'm going to do, but I have significant abandonment issues because of growing up and my two dads leaving me. And so I, you know, since I was a little girl, I never had this like protector. And like in these moments where I feel really overwhelmed, I just want, and it's so young, I can feel it. I just want someone to be like, it's going to be okay. But instead, EJ, I see it. He's like, oh God, here we go again. I'm like, I'm going to go outside. Like, and I'm like, ugh, another freaking male who can't just like lean in. And so I recognize that some of this is my abandonment issues and I'm aware of it it still doesn't make it better for me because I still need EJ to be leaning in for me. Like I, my abandonment issues, I understand them. I know what they are. I'll always do work on them, but that doesn't mean it'll ever be okay for me for you not to lean in during difficult moments. Like I need that. I didn't get it when I was a kid. I don't need you to meet those needs, but I need someone that's going to be like, it's okay. It's okay that you feel this way and instead of like the anger or frustration. And it is, it's something we've worked on our entire relationship. I'm getting better at expressing what I need and why I need it. You're getting better, like you just said, at recognizing why it's really hard for you. And we just keep doing it until it starts to feel better and better. And it it feels better already. And, you know, it's just, it's been years that we've been trying to do it and try to say it in a different way. And And recognize that it's like, you know, here's the thing that we work with couples, like your partner's suffering is not about you. You might do something to trigger it, but it's their suffering. And if you're reactive and taking their suffering personally, you're making it about you. You lose, you lose each other right in that moment. Cause it's no, it's how do I hold space for this person who's suffering and even though it's uncomfortable, like how can I lean in? Like she, he, they need me. Yeah. But that's really hard. It goes against biology. We are not equipped to be like, oh, this is uncomfortable. How do I hold space for this? Um, no. <laughs> Our innate desire is to like flee, free, medicate, do whatever we can to numb out. So I'm really glad we're having this podcast, EJ, because it feels raw and vulnerable, but really like um helpful and supportive because it's, if, if people could do this with each other, uh, I'm not going to say we would be out of business, but holy moly, the freedom you would feel in a relationship just to be who you need to be would be tremendously, you know, improved. And, and then this is where, you know, another one of our major themes with couples that we work on is, 
is this idea that we are our relationship and this these exact dynamics. You know, this is terrorized dynamic, but you out there, you have your own variations on this. You know, but how do you look at it as you guys are growing together? You know, that 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 actually this conflict or this struggle between the two of you is an opportunity for both of you to grow. And mm-hmm. it doesn't because it doesn't feel like that in the moment, right? And that's and that's also where like this idea of like tolerance and and having some some um you know, acceptance and and giving your partner some grace. That's what we talked about mm-hmm. at the kind of the end of our of our conflict the other you know week was like, I think I, what I was asking for at, at the end with Tara was like, I need some acceptance, or I need you to let me know that you recognize that I am trying, but that like I don't, you know, I'm not there yet. You know, and and when you say it like that, it's hearable. But when you start to defend yourself, like, "Hey, I am doing these things," like you lose me. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so for me, like, I don't know, especially in a moment where it's where it's within fifteen minutes or ten minutes or five mm-hmm. minutes of that time where you're pissed off at me because I haven't shown up in the way you you want me to. I'm, you know you know, I'm having my own reactions or judgments around your behavior. Like, I don't know how to, I'm, you know, I think I succeeded a little bit a couple of weeks ago when we went through this of like, I don't know how to express it without feeling like I'm defending myself. And I know there's always, that is a huge thing that, that we talk, that we hear couples talk about. And we hear a lot of one partner being like, would you stop defending yourself? Stop defending yourself. Stop defending yourself. And the, and the partner who is the one that that, that request is coming towards is like, I, I see the confusion because they're like, I don't know how to communicate in those moments and not have mm-hmm. it feel like I'm defending, defending myself. myself. Because, you yeah. know, honestly, we do. Like, like I, in those moments, feel threatened. I feel like I am like, and I'm not not like in a in a physical sense or anything like that. I'm being attacked, yeah. but I feel literally like I'm being attacked, like like I'm being told. And I know, you know, I know this comes back to a lot of my own personal stuff. But I feel like I'm just being told, like you suck, you're horrible, you 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 do not, you are not a good husband, you do not make me feel safe. I don't, I don't, you know, this is not good. And I just feel like it just, it feels like an attack. And I, and I understand that it's coming from your own suffering, your own pain, but it feels like, God, I am just crap, you know? And I think a lot of people feel like that in those moments. Mm -hmm. And then I get so frustrated because I'm like, how many times do I have to tell you? Like, you're not, but uh, I think, cause I'm already upset that you couldn't show up for me. It's hard for me to hear your, um, what what do I want to say? It's hard for me to hear your like negative core beliefs. Um, I'm like, okay, but because I want to be the one person in your life that you can be who you need to be with because, oh, I, I'll share this. Oh, and so many couples. This is huge, you guys. Oh, I, I hope this kind of piggybacks into it, EJ. I think it will. Okay. So many times I've asked EJ, I have requested, EJ, please just let me know what's going on because I don't know until these moments where we get into fights and then you bring up all these things and I'm like, what are you talking about? 
And right. And then I'll be like, why haven't you told me this? He's like, well, I just kind of picked my battles and I, I didn't want to get you more upset. And I get so frustrated because I say, I need you to give me the benefit of the doubt that I can handle it. Because the other, in this argument, you said, I don't know how to communicate it. And I, I don't know if we have these differing opinions, I feel like I can't communicate that. And I said, that's not okay. Because if you feel like you don't know what to say, or you feel like you can't have a differing opinion, then I become one of those people that you can't be yourself with. And that's the only thing I want to be is the person you can be yourself with. I'm like, if you have a differing opinion, bring it on. I can handle that. I love that. I want to, I want to hear you argue. I want to hear you get angry. Like I can handle it. So many people avoid conflict or don't say things to their partner because they're like, um, it'll just be really stressful. It'll stress her out. It'll stress them out. Blah, 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 blah. Not true. Because I feel like EJ, when you have come to me, I've handled it. I've been so grateful that you trust me with your feelings And I just, you know, like that's the part is just like, let me just trust that I can handle it. Like, I know I'm a sensitive little sap, (laughs) but you can't be walking on eggshells to like not upset me or say something right or wrong. Like, that's not okay. I get that you might've had to do that in previous relationships or when you were younger or at school, who knows, but like, and that's the risk. That's the emotional risk. Cause I'm saying, Hey, trust in me that I can handle your anger, your differing opinions, your whatever. And, but it's up to you to actually trust that I can. And then, and then my work's done. Cause I said, Hey, I'm here. I'm available. Yeah. So here I'm going to, I'm going to kind of step into my role as a therapist here and out okay. of my role as, as like uh, your partner. And not so my therapist. As I know. But it, so as I pull out, I'm like, and this is why, look where we started. We started around, you know, talking about me showing up for you. And then as we talked about this really complicated subject in a really like, you know, in, in a very safe way today, it transmuted into into something else about me being able to come to you with my struggles and you being there for me. And that's what mm. gets so complicated for couples when they do go down these into these rabbit holes and work on these, these struggles that they have is that they are so complex and they don't stay in boxes. You know, they don't stay in just one thing. They're like, oh, if we tweak this wire and cut it and connect it to this, then again, we've changed the operating system. Is it's these you know, these conversations, these struggles are so complex. And and then if you add in activation, mm. like if we were really pissed off at each other right now, <laughs> if we felt hurt by one another, it gets so confusing, right? It gets so confusing and overwhelming. And so that's why, one, that's why we, we do what we do is we try to create tools mm-hmm. that help couples navigate these moments Mm-hmm. We try to help our, our couples engage in systems where they gain insights that then they can apply in these moments. And circling back to the very beginning of what we were talking about is that we encourage them to be patient with the fact that this is a process that is going to be going on mm-hmm. if you're successful in your relationship for the next 
decade, two Forever. decades. Yeah, because, yeah, because I was telling <laughs> until this, we are physically here. In this. Yeah, the, the same couple I was meeting with last night. I was saying, like, look, look, I have another couple that we met with a few weeks ago who's in their seventies that they're dealing with the same, you know, the same systemic problems that they were dealing with when they were twenty year olds, and mm-hmm. and maybe they're a little bit better at it. But man, you know. Our pain, like our sources of suffering, just don't like they don't extinct themselves. It's it's just it's just hardwired in into who we are. Absolutely. And I mean, just one thing I want to say is that if we're expecting our partner to change to make our relationship better, that is not gonna happen. And it's a myth and it's not true because all of this work is about individual growth, understanding yourself better, understanding your triggers better, understanding your negative core beliefs better, understanding how to communicate those needs, wants, triggers to your partner. It is a lot of individual growth for the sake of the couple. And so really being able to kind of own that, feeling empowered in that, that's what gives couples a chance to grow. And I can't tell you like how many first sessions and I say it now, I'm I'm very direct in my sessions, maybe too direct, but um like you know, if you're expecting change to happen with your partner and not yourself, like this is not I would recommend individual sessions first because this will go nowhere, you know. And I help them understand what I mean by like even though we're providing couples counseling, it's a lot of individual growth for the sake of the couples because the better we can understand ourselves, then we have the power to help our partner understand. If we just expect our partner to know intuit what we need, that is not happening. It does not happen. Yeah. It does not happen. One of the things that gives me the most faith in our relationship is that I think that at the end of the day, both you and I are very dedicated to our own personal growth for ourselves. Absolutely. Like I want Absolutely. I like I want to be my best self. I'm I am working like and, and it's something I've been invested in for a long time and I see that in you and I respect that about you. And I know we get frustrated at times and feel lonely or feel unsupported in our relationship, but I know that I want to help you along that line. I, I'm pr- I'm pretty darn sure that you want to help me oh along my gosh, that line more than anything, sweetie. And we're like, you know, and I think that that's why I think we can make it, and that's why I think we're going to have a, an amazing decades in front of you know the two of us together. Is is that we really do, and I want to get better at expressing my love towards you, and I want to mm. I want you to feel loved, and I want you to feel supported, and I want to have the ability to do that, and I see that I have a ton of obstacles, you know, I have a ton of obstacles as, as a lot of people do. And, and I, I'm the only one who can do that. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one who can work that, that stuff out. I'm, I'm the only one who can make those changes. You know, yeah. you, you, you can definitely support me. You can create an atmosphere that makes it a little bit easier, Absolutely. you know, but I can't, I can't help you with, you know, I can help you with your abandonment, but you, you Mm-hmm. You have to work your way through that, and yeah, you know, exactly. That's yeah. what's going to make us work. You know, so Whew, that yeah, was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, thanks. No, that was um, powerful. Yeah. So it's a long game. You know that that's our that's our message today, right? Is that? But the, and also though, hold on. But the long game represents like freedom, and because here's the thing: if we don't do it with this person that we love. 
and we're like, oh, maybe this relationship isn't working, guess what? It follows us. It follows us into the next relationship and then fast forward 10 years. Why is the same thing happening? This person that is so different from the other person I was with and yet the same things are happening. Like catch yourself. Just, you know, even if you know like, and I tell this, like we don't have a crystal ball when our couples come into counseling. We're like, oh, we can't say in like four or five months you guys are, you know, going to, you know, because we had a lot of couples who are like, it's either this or divorce, unfortunately. And like, we can't predict that you guys will be okay. But we do know, what we do know is that if you go through this process, you will have a much better understanding of yourself and your needs. And if you have a partner who's going to show up and want to meet those needs for you, right? And, and then you have a chance to really make a healthy decision around the future of your relationship. But you yeah. can't make it when you're in a place of fear. There's just no way. Yeah. But so many people do. And that's why we do what we do, because we are trying to help people grow together instead of cut off go to the next relationship and bam, the same thing happens. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, so, you know, um, thank you guys. This was a, this was a, you know, I, I don't want to say fun, but it, 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 it's, you know, it's nice to open up in this way. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a great, just what we do here. I know we help a lot of people, but the process, it, it helps us as well. And so, always. Uh, yeah. And so, um, you know, please always check us out, you know, check out um, on social media, Instagram. We are uh, relationship underscore renovation. You know, go to our website, he said, she said, counseling.com. And we have a couple of programs. We have relationship renovation in office for people who are, you know, sort of in our area. And then we have a really amazing program that we've put together that's online called Relationship Renovation at Home. Yeah, so awesome. Our homepage, there's a video that, that explains the two programs. And mm-hmm. then there's links uh, in our different programs. You know, please tell your friends about our, uh, about our podcast, you know, share it share it with people. We we know because we've heard from other people that it's helpful when people, when couples sit down, they listen to this together yes. or they listen to it alone and talk to their partner about stuff we talk about. So, so please, uh, you know, please share us. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so grateful. Yeah. Grateful for our listeners, grateful for our practice and very grateful for you. So thank you. I'm take care you well. of each other. Take care of yourself as always. So great to be here. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame we need. Indeed, you and me are we. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.